Damn it, Nick. I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. Literally too long didn't read. TLDR, you guys are awesome. Right, we got to make sure you retweet Nicholas. Right, the people, the people need to know. The yes. people need to know. Oh man, fucking headache, absolutely killing me. Ah, uh, but had a wonderful day at the zoo. Nicholas had a wonderful day. Oh, at the zoo, built some Legos. We had a day, and now, and now we get to talk to the people. This is really one of my favorite parts of the week, Nicholas. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, Dork Shared Universe and Geeks Worldwide Radio. Proudly presents to you the greatest, I mean the greatest, the comic cover gracing podcast team in the world. He's a fry guy, Nick Fryer. I'm the backcracker, Dr. Joe. And together we are the TLDR comic book club, baby. Yeah, damn right. And you know what, Joe? I think that we need to have our names change, our nickname in the DSG. We need to, they, they get, like to call us the book boys. We're the book cover boys. That's what yeah. we refer to as from now on. Boys. Yes. Cover boys. Yep. Yeah. That's two. Well, no, covers like then it's like cover that can be cover band oh, kind true. of thing. I can see the music guys in the We're DSG. Like the Kate Upton and the Tyra Banks of the DSG. You know, it's <laughs> great exactly. covers. <laughs> that's exactly. Yes. And for those wondering, if you follow us on Instagram, you wouldn't be wondering because Joe shared it over there. We we mentioned before how we are featured. We're featured on the cover of the trade for year zero. And then we're also featured on the back cover of Red Zone, the trade paperback of that by friend of the show, Colin Bunn. That just came out this past week. Joe and I picked those up as well. I'm still waiting to get year zero from you. I'm going to be doing that soon. Very excited to get my hands on that one. Yes, sir. But uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's true for us now in a very short time. So uh, very exciting stuff for us. Uh, but that's just, you know, us tooting our own horn, patting our own backs. We're here for you, the people, uh, which is to remind you all too. make sure you subscribe to the show on our audio channels. Of course, it's great if you subscribe on YouTube, if you watch us on Twitter, X, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that's great too. Definitely subscribe to us on YouTube. But the most important place is our audio channel. So that's Apple, Spotify, Geeks Worldwide Radio, SoundCloud, Amazon. Leave a five-star rating review on Amazon. Wherever else you're listening, make sure you leave the highest rating you can in a nice review. Otherwise, you're going to learn the real meaning of Backcracker if it's anything less. The reason that I say that is, if you're listening to us on our audio channel right now, or if you're catching us on one of our streams, you see that we're doing a new comics only episode. That usually means something. Can't tell you what it means because we have we don't have it in the hopper at the time we're recording this, but it's important. So this will be out on Wednesday. Um, something else maybe coming, maybe coming later, but you won't find out unless you have the audio channels or if you follow us on Twitter. But follow us on the audio channels. It gets right to your listening device. Then you are all set to check that out. Very excited about that. Also want to just put out a notice that, again, another reason to follow us in the audio channels throughout the majority of September, you're only going to be able to listen to us because I am going to be traveling abroad. Actually, so is Joe, as much as he wants to give me shit for it. Two of the weeks I'll be away on my honeymoon. And then Joe is doing his normal yearly annual trip to uh, to the north to do his charity work to help Canadians learn how to speak English. <laughs> yeah, I teach him how to swear properly. Yes, <laughs> gonna go hang out with uh, with Jeff Lemire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have your well, Blue, Blue Jays hat something. on again? We'll say it again. Do you have your Blue Jays hat on again? I sure do. Okay, yeah, I, don't know if that was out of Royals. I I had so I had the uh, the top button here. This was uh -huh. down. I felt like that was a little too too much, but maybe that'll bring <laughs> in the female. But here, you wanna? <laughs> there you we know. go. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah, that's yeah, the good there stuff we go, right baby. there. 
Yes, it sure yep. is. We'll make sure we put that out there for for Jeff to uh, hopefully someday we can get him on the show because he's one of our white whales at the moment. But anyways, we digress, Joe. It's time to talk about uh, all the books that came out this week. Actually, getting ahead of myself, we got to do a little catching up. We had a lot of books to read that are new this week. Did you get to read anything that you'd been behind on? No, it was a busy weekend. I had um, every intent uh, to do so, but then I got into a um, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom sort of uh Ooh. you know rabbit hole so i was playing the shit out of that this weekend instead of instead of doing my my regular reading yeah no that'll that'll happen i'll tell you what i just downloaded recently a lord of the rings rise to war it's a mobile game it's kind of like um roller coaster roller coaster tycoon-esque where you're trying to like build out the, this your like empire and stuff like that it's it's pretty awesome it's been around did for you, like a year i guess did you have to build your fucking barrel riding track I don't know what yeah. the hell. Oh, jeez, oh, no, not, not not like that. But uh, you may you may want to check it out. You're gonna get. It, I'm I'm very much uh, into it right now. But I did get a chance to catch up on a couple things uh, and read read a lot of the books that came out this week. Death of the Venomverse issue two and Wild's End issue three. Wild's End again is like a different story from everything else. Different pacing and everything. I I'm still into it through three issues right now. Again, I don't know that it's TLDR worthy. I think I need to see the whole thing through, but I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying it month to month. And then death of the Venomverse. I mean, that's just, just off the fucking chain. Colin's doing a great job with it. Um, I'm drawing a blank on, um, on who the artist is for that and shame on me, but it like, it's the, the art in this, this series, um, is freaking outstanding to all the designs. Gerardo Sandoval, uh, awesome awesome stuff so I, I i know have you read the first issue of that no i have to i have to it's in my to-do pile hmm, i wonder if i should call dibs on this because you know i mean you can i mean yeah why it's, not it's a, right yeah it's yeah no because it's like it doesn't feel like something i can tell you know i can talk in depth about this dibs dibs on okay. death of the venomers there we go. okay yep okay needed to think that there you through. go all right awesome all right enough of that though joe let's get to what's new uh we got some trades out this week don't we yeah, from uh, Image Comics, we have What's the Furthest Place from Here, Volume 2, and Ordinary Gods, Volume 2. Uh, that is one that I will be sinking my teeth into because that that's a book for me. Like, I love the story, uh, but it just, you know, it was very sporadic in its release, and it is a, a story that is not, you really got to be all in. Right. And mm -hmm. so for me, like this lends itself perfectly to reading the graphic novel. So I can't wait to to catch up and read this um, from D.C. We have Wonder Woman, Black and Gold. Uh, we have Detective Comics, Volume five, The Joker War. Um, and we have Batman and Robin uh, by Jeff Lemire. So all those books collected in a trade. That was wonderful. I believe the, the artist on that was. Um, um, oh, Jesus. Um I just had a fucking senior moment, but it's beautiful because it's it's in watercolor. It's the same artist I worked with him on Little Monsters. Um, okay, nice. And it's uh, it's it's eluding me, and I apologize for that greatly. Uh, from Dynamite, we have Red Sonia issue uh, volume one, Mother by Mirka and Dolfo. Uh, this was mm -hmm. a great series. And then from Boom, we have Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Recharged uh, Volume Two. Okay, nice. Yeah, I mean, I've said all the time the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers stuff is all of it's been awesome for quite some time now definitely worth reading if you are a fan of the shows as a kid and can't bear to go back and watch the the old stuff because you realize it doesn't hold up that well this stuff does though the comics are outstanding uh so from marvel the week of 823 let's go baby finally mm. 
uh, a toned down week uh, from Marvel. But there's some sneaky books in here. I didn't get a chance to read this week, but I am I'm I'm kind of geeked up to read. Hmm. Um, we have the Amazing Spider-Man issue 32. We have Venom issue 24, X Force issue 43, Fantastic Four annual, Deadpool issue 10. The Invincible Iron Man issue nine. This next one I'm looking forward to. The Immortal Thor issue one, written by Al Ewing. Uh, we have Star Wars Doctor Afra issue thirty five. Another number one that I'm looking forward to. Jean Grey issue one. Uh, we have Moon Knight City of the Dead issue two. Another one which, when I first saw it, I thought this is a fucking knockoff of a book that's ending this week from DC, but it's 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 different enough. Uh, and that's Realm of X issue one. So mm-hmm. I definitely want to check that out. Uh, we have Daredevil and Echo issue four, Black Panther issue three, Storm issue four, Captain America finale issue one, Planet of the Apes issue five, and Marvel Unleashed issue one. So I haven't looked at Realm of X yet either, but I I do intend to read it. I agree with you on the sense of like, don't make it exactly like Dark Knights of Steel, but at the same time, like, as long as it's like I don't care if it's set like in a middle ages type thing or high fantasy type thing, that's fine with me. Just don't make it like don't make it a carbon copy where it's like, you know, kingdoms at war and manipulation and blah blah blah. Like don't like don't get too close to what Tom Taylor's done over there. And also speaking of that too, Dark Ages by Tom Taylor over there. Oh, I wish we got more of that. That was awesome. The artist is Dustin Wynn. I knew it. Okay. I just I, I knew the last name. Couldn't think of the first name. Dustin Wynn. That was for Lemire. Oh, yeah, that was for Lemire, Batman and Robin. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Now moving over to. Oh, sorry, it's been a while since we talked about that one. Then from uh, DC. Speaking of Batman and Robin, we got Batman: The Brave and the Bold issue four, Batman Beyond Neo Gothic issue two, DC and how do you say it, Joe? I believe it's Ruby. Ruby issue seven. The Penguin issue one, which a uh, friend of the show, Rich Keefe, is interested in checking out. Are you going to check that out? I mean, I think so. Like I said, as long as Batman, as long as Tom King is staying away from Batman and Catwoman, I, I generally like his stuff. Uh, the Unstoppable Doom Patrol issue five, Night Terrors issue four. Uh, and then again, with all the events for Night Terrors, a second issue of individual titles. For that, we have Detective Comics, Titans, Action Comics, Harley Quinn, and Angel Breaker. And the only reason I didn't read Night Terrors issue four wasn't because of anything to do with uh, priorities. It's just that something was wrong with it. I couldn't read it on my iPad and I only could do it on the computer and it was very frustrating. I'd rather wait till I get the single issue and do that. Um, and there was another thing that I really, really wanted to read and it really bummed me out that I couldn't read it on my iPad. But you got a chance to read it. Uh, yes, and that would be Dark Knights of Steel uh, issue 12 written by uh, Tom Taylor with art by Yasmin Putri. Um, this is the finale finale. This is the last issue. And I read that, I read that book today and, you know, we love this series. Absolutely excellent. You know, I love, we love what Taylor did sort of taking these, you know, classic characters and kind of turning them on the head, putting them in a medieval setting. And there was a lot of really great twists and turns. This was a really great story start to finish. Uh, part of the problem though, that it unfortunately suffered from the first arc, went at a normal sort of pace. You know, you had an issue a month. And then the second arc took about a year to complete. So when I read the finale, it had been some months since the last issue. And Justin John took a little bit more refreshing, not a ton, just a little more refreshing of, oh, shoot, yep, that's right. That's what that's what's going on here. Uh, but I thought he put a great bow on the end of this series. 
Uh, this is something that he can totally spin off of uh, and do more stuff with if he were to choose, which I would love. Um, it kind of sets it up, you know, mm-hmm. that if he wanted to do more, you know, he could. Um, but I just I love the way he interpreted these characters in this setting, um, especially some of the just the way some of the the, the story sort of came together. Um, and then like the end sort of sets up like, you know, uh, I, I again, it, we've been spoiler free here since, you know, a long time. Yeah. Doc, I've done it. I've done a pretty damn good job, so I don't want to yeah. spoil anything. This is a very excellent book. Um, I just I just wish that the release had been a little bit tighter. Who knows what the delays that could have been anything could have been personal reasons. I know there was some artist, you know, you know, uh, changes a couple of times throughout the way. So I don't want to speculate as to why it just took yep. so long. Uh, but that definitely did like, uh, you know, I just, Impact you know, was, yep. this, this is something that, you know, was so good. And it was, it was top of the pile reading each week. And when you have to wait so long, sometimes it can, you know, having that, recall not be as sharp as it used to be you know yeah. at, at, mm-hmm. at 41 years of age uh but that doesn't mean i did i dislike the book at all this was an excellent series um and an excellent finale um i just um yeah it just suffered from that one little thing but uh, yeah that's a minor gripe that is uh it's still you know you don't want to see that that kind of stuff happen but yeah tom taylor's kind of alluded to doing more stuff in this world possibly so if that happens, I am uh, I'm here for it. I'm ready to check it out. It's well, it's it's set up that way, you know. And there's there's so many things he can do, you know, with this series now, which is great. And and so, and whether it's just six issues, you know, six issue series here, six issue series there, a little spin spin off here, a little spin off there. Great. I just I love how he's tackled these characters, his understanding of these characters by putting them in the roles they were in. It was excellent stuff. Yeah, I cannot wait to uh, to finish this off myself personally. Uh, one book though that I made sure to absolutely read in preparation for this this week's episode was Riven Queen issue two. Garth Ennis, Jason Burroughs talked about it last time, and as we were discussing it last time, I I realized like Jason Burroughs like I know I knew the name from somewhere, and I was like, wait a second, they did Cross together, and you guys have heard me talk about Cross, and it's very very fucked up both from a story standpoint and from a visual standpoint and ribbon queen is very much on that on on that path it's not quite as it's the the story is not like nearly as fucked up as crossed is like it's totally different in that regard but from a an a visual standpoint like the the like the art has been jarring like i'm looking at the the big spread that we get like on page two and three and it's a lot to take in and then you get some more of that craziness as things go along we get a little bit more insight to the story and what's going on um with the with the character who's you know in question who seemed to have some stuff done wrong to her and we learn a little bit more about her at the end of the first issue and then we learn a little bit more about her here and at the center of it all is Amy, the detective who's trying to put all the pieces together. And she continues to be under fire as well. And what I'm starting to kind of realize is that she may have opened up a can that like she's not going to be able to to shut. Um, and it's it's a little it's like and it's fucked up like this. This like this. The vi- visuals for this are just absolutely batshit. And it's it, yeah. I, I don't think this is something that could be turned into a show or movie live action 
because of how jarring the visuals are. That let me put it that way. Crossed is the same way. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're reading it first, then, so I have that mental <laughs> preparation before I I dive in. Because another book we're going to talk about this week that I I had to stop reading uh, and finish in the light of day. <laughs> Oh yeah, so I'm excited to hear more about that. But, uh, but I can't, I can't wait to to read this. This is again <sighs> AW. I don't think AWA has missed all year. Yeah. Um, then we go over to Boom. We have Creed, the next round issue three, Magic: The Gathering, Planeswalkers, Notorious issue one, and then Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issue one eleven by friend of the show Melissa Flores and Simona DG and Felice. And I, I haven't talked enough about uh, DNG. DG and Felice's artwork on this uh, series, but she's doing an outstanding job. This is a great pair. And there's a certain aesthetic that comes with these Power Ranger books, whether you're talking about Kyle or Ryan or Matt Groom, like they're all their runs. Like there's a, there's a similar vibe to the art and it's, it's perfect too. Like it's different still like with, with each of the one, the the artists that we've seen thrown in the mix, but still like it, it very much feels like, it feels like uh, the proper evolution of these characters in art form. And then again, I say it all the time from a story standpoint, like if you like power Rangers as a kid, if you still romanticize about it, I'm not saying don't go watch the shows, but like that romanticized, romanticized feeling is you're going to lose it a little bit. Just go read the comics. They're if you all- don't use it. Do you lose it? I, 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 I don't know if I can speak to that. Um, Cause I did use it. Um, but the, the story that's going on here. This is the start of the darkest hour, and Rita Repulsa is kind of like she's kind of getting her way. So that's that's not good for the Rangers. So they're they're putting some interesting spots, and uh, Melissa Flores is pulling some interesting levers and putting some characters at in serious uh, risk of more than just harm. I guess is the best way to put it. Like that, like that. I'm not a big uh, Power Rangers guy, but the more and more you talk about Misty's run here, uh, the more and more interested I'm getting. So. Yeah, there's uh, definitely we're checking out. Her, she's done an awesome job. Ryan did a great job. Matt did a good job, and and uh, Kyle obviously is the one who like started it all. There's a lot to take in. I get it's 111 issues, but I'm telling you guys, it would be a worthwhile investment. Um, but anyways, uh, let's see. We got a few. Okay, we got a few title companies we got to roll through before we get to the final one where we have a ton to talk about. You want to take us through them all, Joe? Yeah, I'll rip through some of these some bitches here. So from uh, Dark Horse, we have the oddly pedestrian life of Christopher Chaos issue three. This is getting better and better. This is uh, a James Tynan idea written by Tate Bromble, um, and this is this is getting this is getting out there. It's getting funky. It's getting good. It, you know the sci-fi, uh, the mystery aspect of everything about it. This is a, this is a definitely a fun book. Uh, to, you know, to read and, and to hopefully talk about um, soon. Uh, and then we have Stranger Things, Tales from Hawkins, Issue 3. Uh, from IDW, we have TMNT, Stranger Things, Issue 2. Out. All right. It was a fun first issue, but just not for me. But uh, if you're 10, 11, 12, 13, somewhere in that range, and you're into those two things, that's that's the book for you. You'll, you'll enjoy it very much. Uh, Star Trek, Issue 11. Earth Divers issue nine, the Rocketeer in the Den of Thieves issue two, the Adams Family, the Bodies issue issue one, and then My Little Pony Classics Reimagined, the Unicorn of Odd issue one. Ooh. 
from uh, Skybound, an imprint of uh, Image, <laughs> the ice cream store. Uh, we have the Summoner's War Awakening issue five and Firepower issue 26. Uh, from Dynamite, we have Darkwing Duck issue eight. Let's fucking go, Darkwing Duck. Uh, and then King Kong, the Great War issue three uh, from Malar World. This is a book I am dying to get my hands on. We don't get review copies of, of Malar World stuff, uh, but the first issue was absolutely fucking bangerang. And I am not even like, like I've never really read most of the, the characters of this this crossover mm-hmm. event that that's going on here, but I'm familiar enough. But it was fucking excellent man because i have been reading more millar stuff lately so um there's a good chunk of the characters i do uh i am familiar with and and do Uh have a connection with so that that's gonna be fantastic the title Uh, is big game everybody joe didn't say it oh what i said too he didn't say i just got right into it that's how excited that's how fucking excited i am (laughs) jesus you know yeah big game pet it love it and <laughs> you can get a good look at a cowboy sticking your head up a butcher's ass. Uh, <laughs> Not here or right here, but right here. No, don't see nothing. No, no. <laughs> what happened to your face? I knew it. Tommy want wingy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to take the wheel and drive into a goddamn bridge apartment. <sighs> I can't believe you called me a psycho. I use that one daily. And I Herbie think the bridge Hancock. apartment one all the time. Oh, I'm sorry. Herbie Hancock. <laughs> Your head's a thick candy shell. Shut <laughs> up, Richard. Catch a packet. Uh, that guy so... in a little coat. Oh, I'll be doing Obviously. that at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Whew. let's get this fucking thing back on the rails here. So we have, so image has been fairly light for the past month, you know, um, yep. a couple titles here, a couple titles there. There would be great titles, but just yep. uh, this week, whew, man, they said, you know what? You guys aren't fucking reading enough. We're gonna make you read all the goddamn books this week for real. Uh, so we have uh, here are the ones that we're not gonna talk about. Um, Ice Cream Man <laughs> issue 36, Time Before Time issue 26, Indigo Children issue 6, uh, Battle Chasers issue 12, which Nicholas is reading. Mm-hmm. Dead Romans issue six, click click boom issue three, terror war issue five, scrapper issue two, immortal sergeant issue eight, tales of suspense issue two, and and just briefly, uh, king spawn issue twenty five. This was this was an issue where you sit there going fuck, spawn's fucked. He's really fucked. And you know better. As a reader of Spawn, you should always know better mm-hmm. that Spawn is not fucked. But I'm sitting there, and Sean had me. He had me. He go, oh, he's fucked. And nope, he is not fucked. And the way that this issue started, it was a little slower. Uh, the pacing was a little slower. And then he gets to about the halfway point, and then ends with a fucking bang. Absolutely Dude. terrific issue. Dude, the artwork... Javier Fernandez, we talk about it all the time. We're like broken records at this point, but seriously, that it's so fucking good. The splashes that you're getting in here are, I mean, are, are phenomenal. I mean, also you just look at that first page and it's like clown and spawn 
facing off. It's like, all right, yeah, shit's shit's about to happen. Like it looks like straight like out of a like Mortal uh, Kombat like fighter game. And that and that one I don't want to spoil it, but the one scene you don't know, fucking see coming. Mm-hmm. You you get a good, yep. good a nice little explosion, if you will. Yep. Nice it's, little explosion. Yeah, there's there's a <laughs> lot of unexpected shit here. Um, a lot of amazing, amazing visuals. Yeah. And also like the the covers for this too, like Javi does a cover, but then the main one is uh, Fede Mele, I believe is how you say. That's it, my artist. favorite one. I, oh, I, it's the, that's the one I used on the Instagram post. Uh, the, the reflection you know, for, one. For yeah, that's really cool. just tremendous. Oh, this yeah. book has just 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 you know month in and month out. I I I think really the art across all of the Spawn books, you know, outside of the mainline, uh, King Spawn, Gunslinger Spawn, the Scorch, the art has just been excellent yeah absolutely yeah. excellent yeah i mean you got some some crazy names attached to these titles yeah. it's i mean booth fernandez and segovia that's they have their <sighs> own styles go. but they're all they all fit and it's oh man yeah and they rip and they rip so Ooh. uh right. do you you start us off here nicholas okay you start cool. us off all right so i think I think that we'll have we should start off with the um the, the number one that's here, one that we've talked about on this show already that you and I have got a chance to read ahead of everybody else because Ryan Stegman made his return to the show. That is the Schlub issue one. Of course, you can go and check out our Friarside chat with Ryan Stegman. Uh, if you haven't listened to that already, always a good time chatting with them. We talked about Vanish a little bit as well. This is by uh, Stegman, Kenny Porter. Tyrell Cannon, and then Mark Spicer is the uh, colorist, and John J. Hill is the letterer here. And basically, this is what happens if this is Dr. Joe Gilmore meets Invasion of the Body Snatchers, or no, not <laughs> Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but it's it's a, a Freaky Friday. That's what it is. So it's Dr. Joe meets Freaky Friday and like Superman. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. I'm jumping course. into, I'm, I'm jumping into uh, Superman's body. No, this is great. This is. Um... This was this was a fun book to read. You can, I would definitely uh, recommend going back and checking out our chat with Stegman uh, that came out recently. Uh, it was a lot of fun to talk to him about that book and just sort of where the idea came from and and, and the genesis of it and his his love for you know those types of movies like those those bodies you know switching you know type yeah. of movies and there was some great action scenes. The art you know the art was enjoyable. You know, uh, oh man. <laughs> right off the bat, you just get this panel because the guy, you know, the main character, he's a schlub. He's a he's a he's a dentist. And oh, and we talk about anti-dentites, yeah, uh, you know, in the chat, but you just get this great, you know, you see of you know, shot of like inside this dude's gnarly mouth. And <laughs> uh, but there's great action scenes, it's a great story. It's uh there's some fucking family issues to yeah. be had here, so a little bit of everything for everyone. Yeah, and as we talked about, like w- w- as you read it, it's like there's a lot of, 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 as you would hope, a lot of uncertainty at the end of the issue, um, in the best of ways. And after talking to Ryan about it more, like I really, like, like the way he feels about dentists and stuff like that, it's like <laughs> I don't, I don't know where this is gonna go with this character as he gets his like this this opportunity, because uh, we see what happens at the end of the, the first issue, and it's like, just, just it's probably gonna get worse before it gets yeah. better. Yeah. Rabbit anti dead type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh where should, where do you want to take us next? Uh you know what? Let's let's do this here. Um let's go to uh Rogue Sun. Yes. By Ryan Parrott and Abel. And I think 
This is a tricky thing because I love all of these fucking books this week. It is very hard to pick a favorite, but I love this one. Absolutely loved this issue of Rogue Son uh, because we get a lot of different dynamics here and in, in great parrot fashion, especially as we've seen over the last several issues, you, 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 you get the heel turn that you don't expect because uh, you're going down one path and bam, and he's able to, Ryan's able to sort of make that pivot on a character so well and so flawless that, that you mm. don't see it coming. And when it does happen, you go, fuck, no, mm. God damn it. You know, no, no, uh, no, no. <laughs> because like Dylan has been such an interesting character. And he, and, and when we first had Ryan on to talk about this book, you know, he said, you know, Dylan's going to, you know, you're going to see him grow. You're going to see him change, but he's just, you know, he, he, he plays. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he plays the prick so well, but he has those flashes, right? Yeah. There, there, there's, there's moments. And, and I think we got some really good human moments from him in this issue. Because on one hand, he's like, well, yeah, well, you know, fuck you. This guy's going to, you know, I'm going to follow this guy here. And then, but he actually had like some sound reasoning at some points, you know, through it. And he was actually trying to stop, you know, get in between a father and son having a fucking fight, despite him having issues with his own fight. I don't know. There was just a lot of things here where I saw some bits of Dylan. I was like, okay, there's, there's the redeemable guy that I'm rooting for. That I want to see, like flip that switch, you know, and 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 if we ever get it right, when if he ever gets that sunstone back and becomes Rogue Son again, you know, I want to see flip that switch and then just take himself and the character to a level that, you know, maybe none of the other Rogue Sons before him have been able to reach. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get some great, some great action, some beautiful art in this book. It was absolutely fantastic. I think your logic makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, if I've learned anything from reading so much of his work, don't trust Ryan. Because what is, he, <laughs> what is he also doing? He's also basically taking an asshole and surrounding him with even bigger assholes. Right. And like, what does that do to the guy who's like kind of an asshole? Makes, Makes him look like, like yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So then, what? <laughs> but what? What happens when he has the chance to be the biggest, the biggest asshole in the room? He's going to take take advantage of that situation. I don't know. So like that's See? where I can't. You can't. And this it's was so good about him. Like you can't trust him as a writer. Yeah, that's, that's the difference between the two of us too. Is that you know you're Team Nathan, I'm Team Marshall. I want to see the redemption, you know, from these characters. I don't trust right? that Marshall's going to get redeemed. I think Marshall's going to turn into a bad guy. I I very much have felt that no. for a while. See, I see flash of that Nathan. I do. I oh. Do. I do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, what I that, that whole trippy sequence from a you know I can't remember how what you know what issues it was in, but him you know, flirt with you know say fuck you guys want to go back to you know I don't know there's something in there I think there's something I think he's been beaten down just okay. enough he could turn. The one thing, last thing I want to say about Rogue Son before we move on to some of these other image books that we want to touch on, uh, Ryan has instructed or requested that we talk more sports. So um, you brought up before like this turn that we get in this. Um, I would say, it rem- I don't know if it reminded you of anything in sports, maybe in wrestling, but for me, it felt very similar to like Johnny Damon going to the Yankees. That's kind of how I felt about it in that moment. So I could even say maybe Ray Allen going to the Heat, but I still think it's more Damon. Well, so I'll say Ray Allen going to the Heat pissed me off more than Johnny Damon going to the Yankees. Mm. Uh, I, you know, for some reason, I didn't give a shit about Johnny Damon going to the Yankees. 
Just like I didn't give a shit when Jacoby Ellsbury went to the Yankees. Well, yeah. Abraham, um, she was, yeah. You know, like by the time that Damon left, he had already sort of outlast, you know, outlasted his usefulness. The, the, you know, there needed to be a change. And I was never really like, I was never really a huge Johnny Damon guy. Uh, see, um, I read his book and everything. Idiot. You know, <laughs> ironic. Well, look at me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I got pissed when Ray Allen went to the heat though. That really, uh, put a chap in my ass uh, other other players going to the yankees from the red sox see uh, that, no see, I, johnny you're, you're like time is being kind to you johnny damon was an all-star in his last season with the red sox and then he left he hit three yeah but i think i was over the whole idiot thing i think that's really uh, what i kind of meant i was over the whole you know gotcha ready ray allen know. pissed me off though because i was yeah. i've been a ray allen guy i was not a, i'm not a yukon fan but i was a ray allen guy since he was on the bucks and when he did that i'm like you've got to be kidding me go anywhere else but to play with LeBron. So yeah, I can go, I can go either like way. That. Yeah, no, but it's so, yeah. Okay. So, they, so there you go, Ryan, we've done our service for you. Uh, let's see. All right, I'm picking next here. Um, you know, what? I'm going to keep the uh, off and on masterverse pattern going here. I'm going to go with a little, a little ditty called Newburn. issue oh. 10 of that is out this week by uh, the man known as my chip. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, who's chip? Who's to say? Uh, of course, the artist is Jacob Phillips. The people's Col- chip. Color assistant on this is Pip Martin. And um, I'll tell you what, this is oh. getting this is getting fucking crazy. Like yeah, it's getting real good. <laughs> and yeah. it was already real good. This has been a, like there is no like fat on this on, on Newburn whatsoever. The like, we talked about it when we had chip on. I think we had access to the first five issues and Mm. you could read each individual one and not have read the others and you would be fine it kind of set the tone maybe read the first one and then be fine with the other ones but now there's this larger story that's kind of starting to take shape and it's really really good because he like he's been painted a quarter a couple times but now it's like it's like he's in a quarter and usually the, the claws don't come out but now they they have well, this was this was the best. This was your classic case of right it, 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 an overused sports term, especially here in New England. You know, he's playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers, mm. right? Right from the first pages, you could feel the walls closing in on our characters, on all of them. And uh, what's the um, what's the woman's name there? Emily? His assistant, Emily. Thank you. You know, she's sitting down there with the reporter. The reporter's like, you can tell she's digging. She's onto something with her past, as we got, you know, in the last arc of Newburn. Um, yeah. And and then like we started this arc with with the mafia families not being, you know, sort of like, okay, Newburn, you're starting to burn some fucking bridges here, buddy. Mm-hmm. And we're not too, uh, we're not very happy about it. And then you know what he does? It's fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm in, baby, and there ain't anything you can do about it. It was excellent. He's pushed, absolutely excellent. He's pushed all his chips in, some would say. Yeah. Oh, I, I see what you did there. <laughs> Chip pushes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, oh, is Lauren pregnant? You got the, you got the dad jokes? You know, at the ready? That was tremendous. That was Thank you. Shit. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, but, yeah, Newburn, awesome, awesome stuff. Can't miss. Um Obviously, Chip's doing, you know, not doing Daredevil anymore, but he's still doing Batman. But his, and he's got the new um, um, image series that's out that he had been doing on Substack previously. But the, the, between Newburn and um, Public Domain, like 
those two, like his, his most recent stuff, his image has been top notch. I, I haven't checked out his other title yet that just started um, at Image, but I'm very excited to look into that one. Yeah, Capterra, I believe. There you go, Capterra. All right, what do you got okay. for me? Okay, so, uh, Jesus, okay, we're going to talk about Bone Orchard Mythos, okay, uh, Jeff Lemire, uh, Andrea Sorrentino, uh, and Dave Stewart, you know, the, the, this trio of, you know, motherfuckers scaring the shit out of me. Uh, so this is a Tenement uh, Issue 3. I mean, the first two issues have been creepy as hell, and, you know, when, when Lemire is teamed up with Sorrentino, those two are just like, they they work so well together. You know, and when they when it comes to creating horror, it's absolutely you you know banana land because you've got Lemire's writing and his ability to you know, you know tell a story and get you you know get you connected to these characters, and you mix that with Sorrentino's abstract art, and you get these wild panels and you get these creepy looking fucking. It's just it's just it's. It's to me. It is it is horror at its best because I am literally reading this page to page, going, "What the fuck's gonna happen? What the <laughs> fuck's gonna happen?" And I sent you and 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 uh, and, and Rich Keefe of the Dork Program um, a, a screenshot of a panel that made me uh, shut the iPad down for the night and wait to finish it in the morning. Um, That's good shit right there. Yeah, because because this story where the last issue ended off, it's all in this this one sort of you know tenement you know uh, you know apartment building and some weird shit's happening you know in the first issue the second issue ends where a little boy kind of goes missing they're looking for him and they open up this door uh into this guy's apartment who had you know jumped you know had killed himself in the first issue and then all of a sudden you see it's like looking into the upside down it's like these characters are looking at the upside down um and they've got nowhere to go but to venture in and throughout this issue they're sort of you know they're trying to find the little boy they're entering in um and it just says like level seven and so my mind automatically goes to how many fucking circles of hell were there in, in dante's inferno um and there was nine but this this gave me that kind of vibe like these characters wow. are now going to have to sort of go through um you know these seven layers of of, of hell so to speak uh and just there was this one this one panel that it just fucking terrified me. If you're reading the book, you'll know it when you see it. But it, absolutely excellent. I mean, this is what horror is supposed to do. I can't do horror movies because I hate jump scares. Because, mm -hmm. like, I'm the target audience for that. Just like I'm the target audience for DraftKings. They're there to take my money, right? Horror wow. movies with jump scares are to get me to jump through the fucking roof. And I do it and I fucking hate it. At least with a comic book, I can put it down and wait till the next day. But that's what it does so well is it elicits yes. that emotional response from you. It creates that feeling of, of, of terror or what the fuck am yeah. I reading? So this is I can't wait to talk about um, this book. I think it's interesting, too, like when you, you the way you put it where, yes, you can put it down. But like I, I as you said that, I'm thinking like, OK, so you, with jump, like what's the jump scare kind of equivalent in a comic for me? And it's just when you get that image that scares the fucking shit out of me and sends a chill down my spine like no. the, like stuff in movies it's like whoa like it like it scares the piss out of me and like I'm, I'm like i'm terrified in that moment like i gotta look away like look at a corner of the screen or whatever because i get scared shitless too don't get me wrong but when it's a when it's a comic like i'm just i'm thinking about bunny mask right now and it's like <laughs> i I'm, I'm getting like a little shiver down my spine like that shit like the, the really good stuff there that's the impact that it always has on me. It's the shit that's going to keep me up at night, you know? Yes. Yeah, 100%.
All right. Uh, all right. So we got two Massiverse titles left that we want to touch on. I'm going to go to the one that I've been raving about, the one that I was supposed to be able to talk about on this show um, at some point that I called dibs on, but I got screwed out of because we just had to have Kyle Higgins back on the show. You booked the guests, buddy. Right? That's on you. <laughs> you know what, Joe? <sighs> I hate when you're right. It doesn't happen often. Um, but anyways, we have no one. Issue 5. And there's a lot to talk about with this issue, and I will let you delve in on a few things. But I need to, like, as I, I don't qualify, I'm not a, I don't, I'm not a journalist anymore with what I do at DraftKings. That, that is not what I am. I, Were you I ever do, really? Well, you know, some could say not. Hey, I wrote sports, so I mean, you could argue that that wasn't the case. Um, but the, the, the conversation that they have in this boardroom after you learn this new development in the no one Richard Rowe saga this huge mic drop thing that happens on the first page that came out of nowhere as far as I'm concerned, right? That came out of mm -hmm. nowhere? Okay. Yeah. The conversation that's had in that boardroom with the the with um the the, the, the Pittsburgh ledger, I like felt the pain of Miss Page in this story <laughs> because it's just like these fucking idiots are like not as invested as she is in all the work that she's done. And they're telling her what the fuck to do. And they have zero clue. And then by the end of it, they like, they thankfully are exposed because at least that the, the publisher or whoever, or the, the editor in chief, whatever it is, finally asked a question that like exposed the biggest jackass in the room who was going to somehow have fucking say over what's going on. So I, I very much like, and I, I think anybody who's been in like, a corporate situation can feel something similar to that. But mm -hmm. being in that field previously, it was like, Oh God, what the fuck, man? Like everybody's dealt with that before in that field. So, um, but there was a whole lot else. Like we got a ton of action from, uh, from no one, which is like the most that we've had to this point. No. Yeah, I think so. The most we've seen sort of the quote unquote titular character, you know, if you will. And, uh, but yeah, that, that whole thing, cause I'm, cause I'm, you know, all caught up. So I'm reading the, those first several panels or first several pages, I should say. And I'm, I'm reading and picturing the podcast in my, in the back of my head. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's sort of, you know, I feel like when we, when the podcast drops later this week, you know, this, they're, they're going to touch on that, right. There's going to be, you know, dialogue between the two characters there. And it was, I, I was half expecting, you know, Miss Page to quit. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I wanted. There, oh right? yeah. Yep. And, uh, but it does it. And the story, and the story takes a couple of really great twists. So uh, again, this is, this is a book that we're not going to hide. We're not going to hide how we feel about it. I mean, it's up for consideration for, for book of the year. hundred percent. And that's in big part in large part due to the, uh, the podcast as well. It's just, uh, it's just such a fascinating and, and uh, great way to tell a story by marrying those two, the comic and with a pike with an accompanying podcast. Yeah. Uh, it just elevates the story. Not that it needed like, on its own as a comic. It's great. Yes. So you have that extra element to it. It just sort of makes it something unique. Um, so this was again like I, I have a hard time picking. Like, what was my favorite book from Image this week? I, I can't say I, I no, fucking love them all for very different reasons. No, they, they these are awesome. And uh yeah, so Ju Julia and Teddy, like and this is too like one of those instances where you're dealing with a story where the main character, the, the title character, we see quite a bit, 
but it's everything's just about that character and talking about that character, but not really seeing that character. And you see that you can see that quite a bit in in horror stories, whether we're talking on the big screen or in an actual like comic or book. But seeing it done here, where it's more of a vigilante story in like crime, like it's just it's it's very it's different and it's been done very well. Like this is some awesome stuff um, from this team. Of course, that's that's Kyle Higgins. Brian uh, Bucatello and Geraldo uh, Borges, just awesome, awesome stuff. The art too. That's another thing too. Like, like Geraldo has been doing a great job from start to finish on this series. Yeah, absolutely tremendous. Absolutely All right. tremendous. Last one. Okay, last one. We have um, the Dead Lucky by Misty Flores and uh, French uh, Carla Mango. Um, tremendous. Again, tremendous. Like the massive verse is i think one of the best things in comics going right now yes you know period right yep. like you know we talk about like awa like they haven't missed this year well neither has the massiverse right mm -hmm. you know all these different titles that are coming out uh that have come out uh that are coming out <laughs> right yeah um have been excellent and and this is no exception you know again i love this story you know for for different reasons the art in this is beautiful uh, the storytelling where Bibiana is going, you know, uh, and and again, you're talking about, you know, sort of heel turns and unexpected, you know, things with certain characters. It's absolutely excellent. Yeah. And again, one thing that we talk about a lot, I, I know we, we both talk about this a lot, the character designs. And the reason mm -hmm. why that's brought up here is there's a new character who had enter, entered the mix very recently. Um, seen, seen this character a little bit before, but now this character is taking a little more center stage. Last issue, and especially in this issue, the fucking design. I'm assuming French Calamango did this one as well. Oh my God, so cool. Like for this reason, for that reason alone, I need some more of that character. And obviously the way things are panning out with this story, we should get quite a bit more, um, assuming things don't take a crazy, crazy turn. But I, I absolutely love the design. So really, really cool stuff um, from from Misty and French Calamango and, and the rest of their team. But yeah, like you, we can't say enough good stuff about the Masterverse. And again, they'll say they will all tell you you don't have to read Radiant Black to read the Dead Lucky or vice versa. However, if you go and read one and like one, you should check out another one, and then you're going to start to notice a pattern that you're dealing with quality across the board. So mm -hmm. uh, awesome awesome stuff but yes that is i would i wouldn't hate it if image just kind of spread some of this out a little bit from week to week but you know it we're not the worst week when we're just doing what's new and we can kind of get let our hair down a little bit yeah yeah we definitely, we definitely let our hair down today uh that's true but yeah those those are books we definitely had to talk about uh, in a Absolutely. little bit more depth because they were all fantastic Yes. So that is going to do it for us this week. Again, make sure you subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Leave a rating review. It helps the show out a ton. Five stars only if you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts and whatever the highest is everywhere else. Please do that. And tell a fellow comic book reader. We do everything that you guys could want. And if we're not, I mean, let us know. But I, I mean, this is everything I would want in a comic book podcast. Anyways, Joe, until next week, stay sexy. Yeah, you know it, baby. Like Nick's just like, I'm out. All right, we're yeah. done.